I have been selling this book, Zanazli and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you wanna get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit, it doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit, it's only five ringgit. You're watching and listening to the Fabination Club, and I'm assuming it's that has been. And I'm Shelly Abasson. And as usual, uh, we are watching a local film and we're reviewing it. Uh, yeah, and this week we are watching. Zhuang, which Zhuang. is by many, many directors. Okay. Oh, is it? Yes. Four, okay. I think. Okay, bye. <laughs> We watched Juang uh, at the cinemas. At the cinemas. Uh, but we, before that, what did we, we do? We, we, um, what did we do before that? We went to. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we went to the opening ceremony of the Sea Shots Film Festival. Uh, Which is happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now from the 21st to the 25th of uh, October. October. Mm, uh, I, hey, I September. September. Sorry, September. September. Yeah, so you're watching this, it's happening. So you can yes. all go to MMU Cyberjaya. The Faculty of Cinematic Arts. And Creative Media. And Creative Media, yeah. So, yep. I, I, I hosted the opening ceremony. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's a good festival? Yeah, it features a lot <laughs> of Southeast Asian films. Short, short films. Short films. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be very packed this year. It's like jam-packed with like a lot of activities and screenings and there's also like a slight VR element to it. Mm. So it's definitely worth checking out over the weekend lah. You know? Rah. Yeah, so go. Okay? Okay, <laughs> but anyway. So after that, we went to see Juang. Juang. So we were invited to the premiere mm. two months ago. Yeah. But the message didn't come to my inbox or, <laughs> or I didn't notice it or whatever. But I have apologised to the producers who invited us. Yes. So uh, we're very sorry to but, have missed it. But we watched anyway. But we watched we paid it for, anyway. We paid for our tickets. Yes. And we watched it. Yes. So what's the film about? It's directed by several directors. It's directed by five directors. They're, They're all men. Yeah. And very established directors. You see? There's, there's mm. Osman Ali uh, who did... The, the, the what? The, what? Kelangit? Terbaik Ah, uh, no. you know Is it? Terbaik Dari Langit? Uh, yeah, I mean It's Osman Ali Okay uh, uh, he, he, he did the what? Uh, 
that Chow Kid film so last time. Mm. Anyway, there's Aziz M. Osman who's like, ooh, XX Ray, you know? Okay. Uh, there's Kavi Bhatia who does advertisements. Uh, uh, it is pulang, right? Kavi Bhatia is pulang. Yeah, like I said, advertisements. Okay. Uh, <laughs> U3. U3, KRU. Ah, was. Yeah. Okay. And then it's all hidden by <laughs> Matt Lai. Ah. So Matt Lai is the head director. We don't know Matt Lai. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so it's it's headed by Matt Lai. I, I know Matt Dooley. So there's five so there's five directors. Uh quite a star studded cast, would you say? Yeah. Ah, so they got Zizan playing a policeman. He always plays a policeman. They got Zul Arifin. No, but this time he's just like a pack uniform policeman. Yeah, usually Not like a a bad boy policeman. Usually he's Martin Lawrence, you know? Yeah. Uh, but this time he's not <laughs> he's Martin Lawrence. Just, uh, yeah, he's like mall cop like that. But not really. Okay, you got Zul Arifin playing a doctor. Uh, also a father. You got Jack Lim playing a Chinese guy stuck in Wuhan. Uh, oh, that's Jack Lim. Then Jananik is uh, Zul Arifin's nurse. Yeah, Jan- I, Janet Nick is cute. Mm. But I didn't recognize her in this film. Mm. Maybe because she's constantly behind a mask. But we don't like Janet Nick anymore, right? Because of... Because she did something. Yeah, but I also forgot what she did. So yeah, I guess we so can, I guess like, her we can like her again. She's, she's uh, still very cute. Though. There's uh, Sangeeta Krishnasamy. Um, oh, we like her. Yeah. I think she's a great she's actor. We, most we, of we the watch, films that we watch. We watch a lot of those Tamil films where she acts in and she's she's, she's in outstanding of, in those films. Yeah. She's also the token Indian in most of the other mainstream films. Despite yeah. that, she's a great actor, I think. She is. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not. I'm yeah. just saying that other than the Tamil films, mm. she's also the token brown woman in most of the films of today. Mm. There's uh, Vanita Imran. Kinwa. Mm. Kinwa shouts a lot in this. Mm. Uh, and then some other guest stars lah, you know, including Rosh- including the late Andy Bono. Yep. So, but she film, has a very minor role lah. Yeah, so it's a guest star. You, it's a guest you, star. You, you yeah. close your eyes so you, you can miss her. <laughs> so, yeah, Mimang, if you close your eyes, you'll miss her anyway. So the film is about the perjuangan during the pandemic. So if you've seen. Uh, our review of Frontliner or it, the film Frontliner. This is basically Frontliner but much, much better. Which isn't saying much because uh, Frontliner was horrible. Yeah, but I think this was executed. Yeah, so basically it's about the experience of the pandemic in 2020 uh, through the the eyes of different Frontliners. Lah. So you've got the healthcare workers which is Zola Rifin and Jananik who are stationed at a quarantine center uh, and then you've got uh, Zizan who is a police officer manning a roadblock uh, you've got yeah, the, the, the one with uh, um, Zizan he has a partner right mm. who's that guy no idea must be one of those people yeah, in the cast right is it Izu Islam I, I think know. it's Izu Islam. I only know the name Izu Islam. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how he looks it is, like. It might be Izu is Islam. Is it a he or she? It's Izu Islam. Or I they. think it's Izu Islam. Okay. I'm going to bet that it's Izu Islam. Anyway, okay. so yeah. So Zizan has a partner lah, which we're guessing now is Izu Islam. Wait, so bad. Wait, so their names are you continue, Haf- I check Hafik, for Izu Islam. Hafik and Zaki. Zaki is like latte or something. So, okay. So you've got these two police players who are... Yeah, it is Izu yeah, Islam. 
who are manning the roadblocks. This. Uh, correct lah. And then, you've got... He's quite cute, actually. It's okay. And then, you've got Sangeeta Krishnasamy, who is a uh, food... Uh, food delivery. Yeah, food delivery uh, Person driver. Who's also a mother to a sick child uh, who and a jobless asthma, husband. And a jobless husband. Her yeah. husband got laid off during the pandemic. pandemic la. Yeah. And then... Um, one, two, three. Who are we missing? I feel like we're missing somebody else. Oh, and then uh, there's Vanilla Imran, who's a doctor, but she is the doctor who is assigned on the plane that was sent to, to Wuhan to bring back to the Malaysians. Bring back the, Malaysians. the captain is Roshano. The captain is Roshano, but you would never know because he's covered in full PPE. And, and again, you close your eyes, so you blink one time, you can miss him. Yeah, so it's a very cameo yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. big, big cameos. Like. Even yeah. Jalaluddin Hassan was a cameo standing in front of the station saying, okay, now we have to enforce. PKP. So, yeah. So, it's basically the story, these four stories uh, intersecting together in the time of the pandemic lah. Yep. And I, I'm guessing all, all these stories is directed by, uh, each story is directed uh, by a different director. Uh, and then it was seen by Matt Lim. Mm. Yes, yeah. Okay, so what do you think about the film? Why don't you go first? I feel like you have less feelings about this film than I do. <laughs> really? Uh, number, number one, I'll start with a good thing. Ayo. I think that it interweaves the stories very well. Mm. It's edited very well, you know, the, all the different stories. Mm. Uh, they're all like, almost standalone, but the way... They're, they're standalone, actually, the stories, mm. but the way it's edited seems very seamless. I like the way it was edited together. You didn't feel like it was uh, a montage of different stories. Mm. Right? I like how they cut and transition from one story to another following the scenes that are quite thematic. Mm. So you feel that it flows. So mm. that was good. And I, I'm guessing because Matt Lai is helming it, he he put that together lah. A lot of control. Ha, so that was very nice for me to see. Uh, some of the acting was quite good. I, I like Zul Arifin's acting. I've always liked Zul Arifin's acting. But probably in this one, uh, maybe because he feels that he's wearing a mask, he moves his face be, a lot. Maybe you like him better because he's wearing a mask. No, 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 no. Zul Arifin, I, I like Zul Arifin. I've always thought he was good. It's the other guy that I, I find a Remy, little bit annoying. Remy, Remy Isha, Remy. right? Uh, they're both like manko, tough buff people, right? But, but Zul Arifin, to me, is a very good actor lah, compared to Remy Isha. Um, and I think because he was wearing a mask the whole time because he's a doctor, right? He tried to use his face and eyes to act a lot. So he was moving his eyes a lot, like, like, like that, a lot. I'm like, wait, wait, relax, ah. <laughs> yeah. Exercise. Yeah. But he delivers his line very well. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't recite his lines, he actually acts his lines. And Zura Ifen has always been like that. Lah. Mm. Um, Jana Nick, not knowing it was Jana Nick, uh, I kind of thought she, she played the role well too, you know, mm. without knowing that it was Jana Nick. So there was no biasness of liking her cuteness, you know. Um, uh, who else did I think played the characters well? Uh, Sangita, of course. Mm. Sangita, not bad, not bad, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, good, good acting, good acting here and there. Um, Zizan. Hmm. I think the role a bit too serious, lah, for Zizan. And, uh, that was my my issue. And a little bit too preachy too. So okay. Uh, 
The first thing that came to my mind when I was watching this film was that, oh my god, it's too soon for this film to come because it was very annoying for me to watch the film. We just only made in in Malaysia, the Ministry of Health just announced that it's now optional to wear masks indoors. And as soon as the Ministry of Health made that announcement, you will see all these keyboard warriors on Facebook saying, "Oh yeah, it's optional, but I decide I will decide to keep it on anyway." You know, I'm grateful you lah. You want to keep it on? You must announce ah on Facebook on social media that you're going to keep it on. I think when you go out and people see you keeping it on. People already know you're keeping it on. No need to make an announcement. Be all preachy and and you know holier Shame than thou. Yeah, shaming people who don't want to put on their on. mask. I'm not wearing my mask now that it's optional. You know why? Because my face is too beautiful to be hidden behind a mask, right? So I, I'm not I'm not putting it on unless I feel like I need to put it on, and that's my choice. Okay? Yeah. So so we are at a stage where we're trying to over we're trying to get past it. Right, we're trying to get past the pandemic. People have been living in fear for too long. It's just like when uh, the the government announced that we were no longer going to be in a pandemic kind of thing. We're going to transition. Endemic, endemic. We're going to go into an endemic and all that. Uh, what lockdown stop? You know, uh, starting to open no more, mm. no more restrictions and all that. There were a lot of people like, wait, wait, what? Wait, oh no, you cannot! Wow, wow. Enough, right? Sure. Covid is a serious thing, but enough already, lah. Okay, all the experts have already evaluated it. You know, you know, people are okay now. We want to get past that fear and live and continue to live our lives. When the, when I was watching this film, ninety percent of the film made me feel like, oh no, people are going to start getting paranoid again after watching this film, and then yalah, the holier than thou people who will be shaming the other people who. Not taking it seriously, Kononya, by wanting to lead their lives. So that that was that was the main feeling that I had, lah. I, I felt completely different. Yeah. I have to say. Um, so, it, we we watch Frontliner first, right? Um, and this is not in any way trying to compare to Frontliner, but both films have that at the center. You know, the the key people who kind of got us through the pandemic, um, and. In in trying to pay tribute to these people, I really liked how these directors chose, yeah, characters who are frontliners, but they didn't like slam it onto us all the time that they were frontliners. Instead, what they did was really humanize all of their experiences, you know, to show us that they were kind of going through the, the pandemic as well. Uh, I don't really feel like frontliner did that, but Zhuang did. So. Zhuang really did humanize all that. Like you said, Sangita, she's a, she's a food delivery uh, person, but she's also a mother. Her son is already sick, uh, and then like even Zizan, Zizan's got a got a fiance, and then him and Izu Islam have this whole conversation about, you know, their families are always asking them when wanna, when you wanna leave this profession, bolike, which are you jadi police, blah blah. blah. And then when they go and they try to disperse people during the lockdown, they're getting yelled at, they're getting ab- abused verbally and whatever. Um, it was uh, I thought it was a really good portrayal of of uh, humanizing the policeman, nah. Um, so when I was watching the roadblock scene, um, so towards the later part of the film, when 
you already get permission letters, right? I remember that uh, during the lockdown, I had a permission letter to go out and it was like my first time going out past 10km with the letter and I was really nervous. So I drove up to the roadblock and then I went out my window and I straight away stuck all the letters out and then the policeman behind his mask was like, I tak tanya pun, tapi since you dah bagi, I baca je lah. And then I like, just really laughed because there was, during the pandemic especially, everybody was going on about how policemen were unnecessarily uh, issuing summons they to were. people. It was in the news, remember? Yeah, mm. and, and you know, it kind of really dehumanized the police force. But my experience with that particular policeman, and actually several, at several roadblocks that we were in together also, uh, was not necessarily like that. So but I remember when we came back and we were at the NKVE that there was this very rude woman policeman. Mm, that lady. Mm. Ah, okay lah, that one lah. <laughs> so I guess she negates everybody else that was not rude to us. But okay, fine. So anyway, so I that's what I liked about the film. I really like that they portrayed the frontliners as human beings. Uh, you know, with with actual emotions, with actual flaws. Uh, with families, and it wasn't too overdone. Except for some moments when they show the interactions between the families, right? There's like zero chemistry. So it becomes very like sinetron like because they're all just like, I don't know, crying. <laughs> and it's just so much crying and so much, oh, you know, I miss you so much. And I'm like, okay, yes. You know, we were all there in 2020 most of us separated from our families we get it it was really really quite terrible um but i don't think it needed that that amount of crying so i really i appreciated the fact that they 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 brought us back to that 2020 not because it's fear inducing i didn't personally feel like oh you know now people are going to be paranoid or whatever um, what it was really was just reminding me anyway about how far we've come like you know we've we've really we made it lah like you said you know we're, we're trying to move on we're trying to to get on with our lives the virus has evolved we have evolved we've got vaccines now we've got more knowledge about it now uh, it's it's moving into the endemic so for me, it was not so much a reminder of, oh, you know, the virus is scary and we must always be vigilant, but just more of, uh, we've come really far. We've come really far from where we were in 2020. It was a really hard time, but we got through it together and we made it. Um, there were a lot of times in the film where I was actually really, really moved and I was very surprised that I would be so moved by by these parts in the film, but I really feel it was because in essence, all four stories kind of centered around family. And that was what really got me, la. especially like the the Wuhan one where he's trying to get back to his family. <laughs> he's really, really like trying to do it. Uh, that one really, really like, <laughs> it just it really made me feel things terribly. So, and then right at the end when they when they put out all the statistics and everything, that also kind of gave me a little bit of feeling because, again lah, we've made it really far, but not necessarily without sacrifice, you know. Uh, so much has happened, and so many people have suffered for it, and so many people have died 
you know, especially in the beginning when the death rate was like ridiculous. It's it's just been a really long journey lah. And I'm kind of grateful to have been reminded lah of just how far we've come. So mm. yeah. Okay, so uh, as I was saying just now, to continue <laughs> where, where I left off, um, uh, it really made me feel... Uh, no, I understand what you're saying, but it's... I didn't feel like I was going to be paranoid from the film. I, I'm not paranoid at all, you know. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty relaxed. Uh, I feel everything's okay now. Uh, but I felt that that film will raise the paranoia of those who are already paranoid and still paranoid. You know, uh, people who are still going around spraying the chairs. Because now when I go out for makan, right, I still see people spraying the chairs, you know, uh, spraying the table. Wiping down the, the, the fork and spoon and all that. Mm. Oh. So, there's so many people like that. And I was af- I'm afraid that this film might cause people to like uh, become like that again. Lah, you know? And if you look at the, the different stories that were in, in the, the compilation, right? I think the best story for me was the Sangita story. Mm. The, the food delivery lady. Her, her story really, really uh, embodied the human, human factor of it, you mm. know? And everybody feeling for each other. The spirit of the pandemic. Yeah. She, her character and her story really showed that everybody... You remember the kita jaga kita thing, right? Uh, that embodied it, right? Um, the worst for me was the police story, the roadblock story. Because to me, sure, the police were going through it too, but that story felt so preachy because every now and again, Zizan and Izu Islam kept on making speeches about how, oh, kita sebagai polis, kita, you know, we sacrifice everything, you, you know, we do this, we do that. Kenapa orang tak nak sedar? Kenapa orang tak nak faham? You know, they kept on repeating and repeating. It was so preachy, almost like makilau like that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't like that. As much as there were small small parts in the story where they talk to their mother lah, talk to their tunang lah, and all that, right? But the most part is just them trying to say that, look, we are the police, we're doing a great job, don't kutuk, don't kutuk us. Mm. You know? So, so I, ah, that was a little bit too preachy. We know that already, you know? Uh, and the scenes where, you know, at the roadblocks, and then the police were being too strict, and then people were saying that the police... Remember there was this one scene where the, uh, Zizan and Izu Islam went and saw this guy making chendol mm. and saying, don't do this, go back, right? Mm. And then the people there are saying, look, shops can open, but we gerai cannot open. We also need to make a living. And then, and then Zizan and all that was, no, no, tak boleh. It made me feel like there was no grey area and there was no consideration. Mm. That, that was no humanizing factor there. Mm. It was like, too bad, la. the law is like that, go back. La. They, I, to me, they f- it felt like got no belas kasihan mm. kind of thing. Which was what was the issue when when the early part of the lockdown was like, remember? Mm. And that's why like news reports came out saying that people were getting ridiculous amounts of saman lah and all that. Uh, I think it was, it, it yeah, that, that reminded me of that. Mm. You know? Um, but towards the end, uh, when the, f- the film ended, I think the film ended on a very, very good note, right? Uh, the filmmakers managed to make the film what it was all about, 
which was I'm guessing their intention was to to make it as a tribute lah to the people who sacrificed and did a lot of work and all that which I'm totally fine you know I'm, I'm totally fine with I, I, I think deserve deserve this lah mm. you know uh, but only towards the end lah they tied it together watching it uh, more than half of the first half of the film was a little bit annoying for me but I don't know if it could also be the fact that there was this Chinese couple who was sitting next to us mm. they were constantly making comments about what was on screen but they would repeat what that was said on screen and then they would repeat it again and then they laugh. You know, like, like, uh, how, uh, uh, things that would happen or a line that was said, they would repeat that line and then laugh. Ah, oh my God, it was so annoying. Mm. Did, you, did you feel that? Did you hear them? Mm. Oh, that couple was so annoying. Mm. And then uh, every scene that was shot anywhere, right? Oh, Lulu, ha, oh, cheras, 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 ha, 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 at that part, at that time, at that part of the, uh, in the beginning, it, it started to annoy me. Plus, with the audience, the couple that was sitting next to us was so annoying. It got me like that lah. But towards the second half, towards the end, it started to come back. Mm. You know, it, it, this is for me lah. It started to come back. And I felt, okay, yeah, not too bad. But I think overall also, I feel like this, this film, it's a good film. Mm. Way better than Frontliner. Mm. Frontliner was horrible. Mm. Khan, our review said that it was horrible, right? Mm. Yeah. Even though it did have Bito Kushari, mm-hmm. you know, but it was still horrible. Um, this one was much better. Juang was much better. Uh, we saw it only recently after a couple of weeks of it being out already. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been hearing people tell me about Juang and it has always been positive. People always keep on saying, like, oh, we hear Juang is quite good. We want to go and see Juang. Oh, Juang is not bad. We heard that it's okay, you know. That is what I've been hearing. And yeah, I would say it's a good film. Uh, but I don't know. Somehow, personally, I feel this film should be released later, later a bit. It's a film that came out a little bit too soon for me. You know, too, too, too soon as we are just becoming normal again. Uh, because it brings back too much uh, memories that would spike up the paranoia for me lah right uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just yeah you know you, yeah, I can't fault the filmmakers for it but that, that's, that's just how I feel if, if it comes out a little bit later say next year or something then I think it would be a, a ideal tribute lah for the frontliners uh, I really like the fact that, um, like you said, it's been several several weeks already since Zhuang has been out, but the cinema was still quite full, and not only was it full, usually local films aren't really, they're very homogenous in audience, but Zhuang was not. There were there were different types of Malaysians that were there, uh, of all races, and there were even like families that were there to watch it also. So I think it's actually going to be quite a success because it's a film that can relate to everybody because everybody went through this together and that's important lah. 
and yeah I understand what you mean about how it should be released like later later on a bit like how you don't make like you know World War 2 film you know in 1946 you make it like in 2004 or whatever uh, but also I don't know I think the people that you are talking about that are going to feel paranoid or whatever after this are already like that yeah. So, like you said, right? They are still swinging their chairs, whatever, whatever. So this will become fodder for them. Yeah, but mm. there's already so much fodder out there for them anyway. Uh, it's. I don't think that this film is going to be the fuel to the fire, la. But it might be. In it, it might be good for the frontliners who really went through it to feel seen and appreciated. So I guess different reactions for different Malaysians, really. Would you tell people to watch it? Oh, yes. I would tell people to watch it. I think it's a film worth watching also. Uh, I don't know if it's still running in the cinemas for a long time though. But Mid Valley seems to have a lot of showings of it. Which was nice. But a lot of other places doesn't have it anymore. But it's definitely a film worth watching. So hopefully it gets picked up by a streaming platform soon. Like some films that don't deserve to be on streaming platforms, but are on it anyway. Okay, so let us know what you think. Like this video, don't like this video. Uh, subscribe to all our social media channels at Fatbidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. You're watching and listening to the Fatbidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shao Ibzan.